Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6.35 p.m. for Leadership Unlearned with your host, Maxine Atong, as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 724-7642. Welcome to Leadership Unlearned. In this program, we invite you, the listener, to examine all that you believe and know about leadership. When I speak about leadership, I am not only speaking about a role in an organization. I am inviting you to examine your leadership wherever you may exist. It may be in your family. It is needed in your community. It can be in your church. It can be in your professional associations or even on your hobby club. I am Maxine Atong. I am a PCC level executive coach and organizational development and leadership specialist. I partner with leaders to help them discover their own brand of leadership. Leadership is contextual and it is relational. My leadership may be different from yours, as long as we do it for the common good. I'm really excited, folks. I have a guest with me this evening, a very special guest, and that is Dr. Jaja. Dr. Jaja, are you with me? I am very much with you, Maxine. Welcome to Leadership Unlearned. Wow, what a title, Leadership Unlearned, and truly it is. I'm really looking forward to this interview. Well, yes, I'm so happy that you said yes. And Dr. Jaja, to, just for my listeners, would you introduce yourself as it relates to your professional association? Okay, I, my name is Nsambi Jaja. And for those of you who don't know, because many of you in Trinidad, you know me, the meaning of my name is God's gift of abounding joy. And that's what I strive to become. So my current role is a certified management consultant and I work with leadership teams across the Caribbean and in the southern United States to assist them with building a culture of value in their organizations where they value their people and create value for them. I am a certified John Maxwell trainer, speaker, and coach. I am also a certified coach with the Brave Thinking Institute, and I happen to lead the Jamaica Customer Service Association. And this is an association that has been around for 20 years. We're celebrating 20 years in 2021. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what we do through this organization. Another leadership role I have is serving on the board of the Caribbean Institute of Management Consultants. And that in a nutshell is an introduction to me. But what I want you to understand is that my greatest accomplishment in life ever is raising my four children to adulthood to 
be contributing citizens in their in wherever they they are playing in 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 their profession and i am still sane that's my greatest accomplishment raising those children <laughs> so i'm and wondering if the accomplishment is the sanity or raising the kids <laughs> it is it's combination it's a combination of both. <laughs> i like that i like that and you know and so welcome again to the program bringing all of this rich experience and the first question is make the link for me between leadership because that's the area you work in a lot and the customer service association you know maxine that's a fantastic question and i'm really glad you asked it because from my experience as a consultant and as a leader of the jamaica customer service association i have found that the organizations that have that have a strategy embedded in their overall organization strategy for customer service and service excellence are the ones who get the results. And usually it is the leadership of the organization that sees the need to be able to develop a comprehensive customer service, stroke service excellence um, strategy and execute that strategy with diligence throughout the organization that's when it happens because a lot of times you know we want the customer service and we want the service excellence so guess what we get a few people together we train them in customer service and so on and nothing changes in the organization customer service and service excellence must be strategic and therefore it has to be driven from the top of the organization it has to be led from the top of the organization and it has to be embedded in the dna of the organization and the only way that can happen is if leadership takes the, the, the reign and that's so interesting because a lot of times in organizations i mean people call me and they say do you do customer service training and i say no um I don't believe in customer service training. So it's really good to hear you say that it must be one, a strategic initiative, and two, it must be led from the top, just like everything else. And so there's a, there is a, a way that we compensate people, and usually customer service reps are usually at the bottom of the food chain. In a lot of companies, they are new entrants to the organization and don't have the culture of the organization or really are new to the organization so explain that contradiction for me and, and how that may have developed and how can it be fixed you know I am often amazed at how some organizations because I know a lot of organizations don't do this but some organizations they take their greenest mm -hmm. people, people who are least knowledgeable about the products and the services and they and they and they and the systems in the organization to put them on the front page to serve customers. So every question that a customer asks, they have to go ask somebody else. And especially if the internal customer service culture in the organization is not a robust one, then those persons who have to keep coming and asking others um, questions that customers need answers to, they're often not treated well. We have in Jamaica a framework that we use for the 
Private Sector Service Excellence Award, which we do in conjunction with the Private Sector Organization of Jamaica. And the framework consists of leadership as the overarching um, component that leadership, strategy, and governance. And then in the heart of the framework, we have customer service standards and customer service charter. And the standards and the charter apply to everybody in the organization, regardless of where you work. If you're the vice president, if you are the president, and we have a standard as it relates to serving customers, answering the telephone, whether internally or externally, it applies to everybody. And then we have the whole business of training and capacity building. We don't separate training from capacity building. And then we have the whole business of monitoring and measuring the performance against the customer service standards, a reward and recognition system, a complaints management uh, process that takes the complaint from the time it comes in to satisfactory resolution. And then of course we have in the framework, service excellence ambassadors. There are people who are champions uh, that we have identified different parts of the organization whose job is to train, whose job is to monitor, whose job is to do um, auditing of customer service and so on. So it's a full framework that organizations apply for this award and they have to demonstrate um, evidence that they are doing all of these things that they have in their strategy. They have a strategy for service excellence and customer service and they have all of the other components. And over the years that we have been um, having this award, what you find is that the companies that have applied they have grown in leaps and bounds in terms of their customer culture, their customer service culture, because you can't go into a competition like that where you apply and then um, your application is reviewed and then the assessors come into your organization and assess against what you say you are doing and then the team scores you and you come out of that as a winner, either for the big award or category awards it is impossible for you to go through that process and not come out a winner. Your system must improve. And that is what we have seen over the years that we have implemented this. So it's not about training alone. It's a, it's a, whole, it's a whole framework. It's a whole infrastructure for delivering and sustaining service excellence among the employees and the customer experience to the external customers. Pretty robust. And that's the only way, Maxine, it can work. You're wasting your time. As a friend of mine say, you're spinning top in mud <laughs> if you just train your people and expect that to deliver consistently, sustainably, the kind of service that you want your customers, both internal and external, to have. Yeah, and I love that. I, I love that because customer service is usually thought of as something at the end or at the beginning of a process and not, not considered as something that runs throughout the organization. Absolutely. In, yeah, and in most organizations, we have internal customer service because we usually have you know, service agreements between different departments. And a service agreement is quite different from customer service. Yes. 
Yeah, you, we you call that service excellence. We uh, is, everything is service excellence, but you know, one CEO um, I was working with, he said, "Treat your customers as royalty, and treat your employees just a little bit better than royalty." Yeah, and when you have a robust internal customer service culture in the organization and you manage your processes not departments but you manage the processes that deliver on your mandate you are likely to get far greater results in a sustainable way and that's a very interesting point that you made there because a lot of organizations have I've seen this um, I've seen this dichotomy where customer is first and the employees don't feel that they are being treated well. Yeah. Have you and seen that in your experience? That's not wise. Um, one of the models that I use in when I do my, um, my training in organization, and I start with the leadership. If the leadership doesn't have the knowledge for service excellence and customer service and know what to do when they walk the talk, then it's, it's really an academic process in the organization. But one of the models I use is the service profit chain. And I'm going to suggest anybody who is listening and interested, go look it up. Just Google service profit chain. The first link in the chain is employee satisfaction. The second link is value. The third link is customer satisfaction. The fourth link is customer loyalty. And the fifth link is profit and growth. And what this is basically saying to you is that the first and most important link in the service profit chain where you are leveraging your cost, your, your, your corporate um, for, for value, at the end of the day, you, it starts with customers, with employees. But it doesn't say happy employees. It talks about employee satisfaction, mm -hmm. giving your employees the supporting policies and tools that they need in order to create value for the customers because that's what customers come to us for they come to us for value and it is your employees that create the value for your customers now when the customers get the value that they are looking for they become satisfied and if they are consistently satisfied with the service quality and the product quality then those become loyal customers only then do you see that reflected in the profit and growth? But guess what? Many of us as members of leadership team, when we meet together um, for our review at the end of the month, the first thing we look at are the financials, you know? Yes. Not recognizing that the financials are lagging indicators. These are after the horse gone through the gate. What you need to do is to manage the leading indicators, the employee satisfaction, the value, the customer satisfaction, and customer loyalty. These are the leading indicators that lead to profit and growth. And if we take that kind of approach to organizations, it's amazing the difference that we will see. And I want to draw on an example that I heard recently on a on a on, on a, a webinar that the head of your unit trust in Trinidad ha, ha, um, was speaking on. And he said during the COVID, one of the things that he did was to come out of his office 
in the penthouse suite and come down on the ground floor to be among his people so that he could see what they are experiencing. And when he did that, it really just kind of brought a different energy on the employees because and then he did it there were a number of other initiatives that they implemented like a bus service and all that kind of stuff but let me tell you you see when you take care of your employees it makes a huge difference to how they are able to respond but i'm not saying that you must not demonstrate concern for outputs at the same time because you know our Caribbean people, if you demonstrate high concern for people and low concern for output, then girl, at the end of it, it's like party. So what you do, you demonstrate a high concern for people and a high concern for outputs and give them what they need in order to be able to de 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 deliver the value to the customers. And then you hold them accountable for that and keep them faithful to that. And at the end of the day, you have a robust organization. Your profit and growth is almost guaranteed. Interesting. It, it sounds like for a lot of us, we have it a little backwards in terms of what we look at. We do go to profits first. We're not going to look at employee satisfaction and customer feedback. And so what I'm thinking about is that, that this is an inside job. If we want to talk about customer service and customer service excellence, we need to start from top to bottom inside of the organization. Absolutely. So Dr. Jaja, you've put a lot on the plate there. So we're gonna take a break, give our people time to digest this information. <laughs> and when we come back from the break, we're gonna talk specifically about an event that you have coming up. Oh, sure, thank you. Do you feel stuck, joyless, and that your life isn't going anywhere? Do you have dreams that don't seem to come through? Then, the Call to Creativity program for women is for you. We at Maxine Atong Consulting have helped hundreds of women to rekindle their passion, to reclaim their joy, and to rediscover their purpose. Join us in October. A group of women meets once a week for six weeks. Call or WhatsApp 724-7642 or email info at maxineatong.com for more information. It's time to live your dream. Make moments that last a lifetime with the Mini Mania promotion. Get acquainted with Mini's driving experience with the Mini 3-door, Mini 5-door and the 2021 Mini Countryman. Enjoy attractive monthly rates and a 4-year warranty package. Take the deal today and enjoy a low interest rate of 3.99% and $5,000 cash back. Start your journey and call 678-MINI today. Welcome back to Leadership Unlearned and today in studio with me, well pre-recorded that is, is Dr. Jaja and Dr. Jaja is a leadership coach and she actually has been sharing a lot about customer service and leadership. And just before the break, Dr. Jaja, you shared a story about the head of unit trust leaving the penthouse office and coming down to the customer service area to see what is going on. And I'm just wondering in my mind, you know, why why do you think we still have executive penthouse suites? Boy, <laughs> I, love, I love that question. I love that question. And, and, and I'm all for executive penthouse suite. Climbing the ladder of success 
yes mm -hmm. because when we do that maxine when we have those um structures then it gives others aspirations mm -hmm. so they have something to work towards yes mm -hmm. and they have something to aspire towards however in john maxwell's book leader shift he talks about shifting from ladder climbing to ladder holding because a lot of us we climb the ladder he said first of all make sure so when you climb that ladder you see that the ladder is leaning against the right wall because the worst thing that could ever happen is that you work for years and years and years of your life and find that the ladder of life that you have been climbing climbing is leaning against the wrong wall so you've left your family behind you don't take care of your wife or your husband or the children and the relationships that are critical to your life the quality of your life you have not paid enough attention to so make sure your ladder is leaning against the right wall but in addition to that he said as we climb our ladders we also need to hold ladders for others Absolutely. We need, to, we need to make sure that the ladders we hold for others are firm. So you give them some kind of security to climb the ladder. And as they are climbing the ladder, we need to extend because there are some people who want to go higher. And as high as they want to go, extend the ladder for them. And then it says, we need also to be ladder builders where we actually give them permission to build their own ladders so that they can climb and help others to do that but you know what is interesting maxine we do that as a matter of course when it comes to our children we do that as a matter of course when it comes to our families because i know a lot of people who are listening on this radio program they have held ladders for others they have extended ladders for others and they have enabled others to build ladders for for themselves and for others as well so we do this ladder building ladder climbing ladder extending ladder holding in various aspects of our lives those of us who want to help others but then there's the other side where there are some of us who once we are climbing the ladder anybody else who is coming up on that ladder and think that they are going to replace us we just give them two kick and kick them off yeah and that yeah. happens that happens it in does. organizations but i don't see it happening in families and i don't see it happening in communities and so on so i'm saying folks our job as leaders is as we climb our ladders yeah hold the ladder for others so that they can climb and you see them hungry to go further extend the ladder for them and there are so many persons in this caribbean region that i can i mean so many people's names come into my mind as i'm speaking who have held ladders for me who have extended ladders for me who have given me permission to build ladders so that others can climb and i know every one of us listening can identify a few people some on both hands 10 people who have been ladder holders and ladder extenders for us that's what we're supposed to do 
So the penthouse suite is fine. Yeah. But make sure so you make space in the penthouse suite for others who want to come up there too. Yep. I love that analogy of the ladder. And I'm thinking about, you know, the ladder in terms of the customer service where we started as being that this internal way in which we can reach each other, help each other, provide that employee satisfaction so that it will redound to our customers. So I think that that for me is, you know, will be my mental image of customer service going forward. <laughs> so thanks for that, that Dr. Jaja. And we're talking about customer service and I know 20 years that this um, association has been alive and well in Jamaica. And I know that you have a very special event coming up. So you want to share that with us a little bit? Oh, yes. You know, in 2008, our then Governor General, he declared the first full week of October National Customer Service Week. And this is keeping with international celebrations, because when you look at some of the developing countries, they have National Customer Service Week, which is the first full week of October. So since 2008, we've been celebrating the first full week as National Customer Service Week. However, JAXA being um, 20 years old, we started a, a, an annual conference um, 18 years ago. So this is our 18th um, conference, annual conference. And because of COVID, we are now having a digital conference and it's going to be on the 5th and the 6th of October. And thank you, Maxine, for agreeing to being our closing speaker to really encourage and inspire our audience to reach for the stars and grab a handful as it relates to delivering service excellence. So this conference um, will be uh, opened by our Prime Minister, um, Honorable Andrew Holness, and the keynote speaker will be Dr. Gary Keneal, who used to be the Prime Minister of Haiti, and he now works with the UN. So he's going to be our keynote speaker. And then we have we have um, a private sector forum with the head of our stock exchange um, leading a panel to discuss industry 5.0 and service excellence within this environment. And then I have my MBA students who did a project on Industry 5.0 and the implications for quality of products, quality of service, and quality of life. They are going to be presenting this project. And then that day is going to have the Nigerian High Commissioner closing off this, the, the presentations. And then we go into the certification graduation. Now, JAXA has a certification program. It's an internationally recognized certification program with a Caribbean component to it. And the head of the um, Customer Service Association in the United States, PACE, he is, um, the, the organization is called PACE. He is going to be our keynote speaker at the graduation. Lovely. Service, customer service certification is so important. And when you have a critical mass of your people who are certified, 
customer service people. And it doesn't matter whether they serve on the front, front line or they serve in the back office because everybody provides service either to internal customers or external customers. Absolutely. And by doing so, by certifying your people, they have a process that they use, they have tools and techniques that they use, they follow a code of ethics, they adhere to a code of ethics, and it really transforms your organization. So that's a conference. And then the following day now, we're gonna have our uh, Minister of Finance, who is very big on customer service and service excellence. He's gonna be our keynote for day two. And we're gonna have a whole public sector um, discussion and presentations because the public sector in Jamaica is going places. Public sector has just now published the service excellence policy and they are partnering with us this year a national customer service week because they, the public private partnership for service excellence really is going to make a huge difference in jamaica our vision is that we will weave service excellence through the fabric of the organization touching every nook and cranny of the country and Maxine, we are so grateful that you are going to be our closing speaker. Thank you all so very much. And please um, promote it to yes. um, your Trinidadian Tobago family because it's free. All they have to do is register for the conference. We're doing it on the Hopin platform and you will be able to network and meet a lot of people virtually. And not only that, we have exhibition booths where you will be able to go and really just um, savor the flavors of the um, sponsors and other organizations that are sharing their wares. Of course, in Hopin, you know, we have this wheel, the spinning wheel, where we give away a lot of prizes during the course of the conference. So once you're registered for the conference, you stand an opportunity to win one of these prizes. Lovely, Jaja. And what I love about the, the conference, and thanks for going through the agenda with us, you know, from top to bottom, from the prime minister, the finance minister, the public sector, you know, and, and in Trinidad and Tobago, there's, of course, always an ongoing debate about the public sector and a lot of complaints about, you know, customer service, not customer friendly. If you find somebody, you're lucky. And of course, there are people in the customer in the public sector who are dedicated as well. So, and so that really caught my interest in terms of the government saying that this is the direction we're going from top to bottom with customer service excellence in the public sector. I would love to. I would love for that to happen in our country. And you know, we have a big World Bank project going here where the World Bank is financing the implementation of ISO 9000 in a number of public sector agencies. So far, a number of them have been certified to ISO 9000 quality management system mm -hmm. and a number of them are in the process. And we have a certification body here in Jamaica, the NCBJ, and NCBJ has been tasked with the responsibility to conduct the stage one and stage two audits for these organizations. And let me tell you, I am I'm one of the consultants. They have hired maybe about 30, um, 20 of us as consultants to help the agencies with the implementation 
of the ISO 9000, taking them up to certification. And when you see the transformation that takes place in these organizations, it is just so heartening. Because there was a time also that I dreaded going into a public sector organization for any kind of business. And I'm now sending out um, Instagram posts on my experience that I have had at different public sector agencies. So as the leader of Jamaica Customer Service Association, I have been saying that the message that I have been um, shouting for the last three years is, hey guys, let us celebrate the people who are delivering service excellence on a daily basis. Because you see, we see the bad, but we don't see the good. We there's a lot of good. talk about the bad, but we don't celebrate the good. Yes. And so therefore, there are thousands of people every single day who leave their homes to deliver service excellence every day. The coconut man um, around the savannah, the doubles man, um, the persons in the market, and in, in, in large organizations, medium-sized organizations, and small organizations, they're delivering service excellence every day. Let us celebrate them. That's what we do during National Customer Service Week. So last year, what we did, we had people nominated from all over the country. We had a lady in Poppy Market because of the service that she delivers to our customer. She won that award. My Fishman Ratty, um, Maxine and Sons, they won the award in the small, in the micro category for the quality of service that they're able to deliver. So what we're saying is that let us not just confine it to organizations public and private but let us let us um, make it available to all and sundry wherever they are and you see like how um doctor has a thing called catch me delighting the customer you see, like you drive around the savannah and you stop and you get some coconut water after your run and you get excellent service, the way the man handles his cutlass and the coconut and how sweet the coconut tastes. And then at the end of it, you feel so refreshed. And he said, have a nice day, my sister. Maxine, them kind of things, they need to be promoted. Because Absolutely. we just take it for granted and nobody pays any attention to it. We go into a restaurant, we get excellent service from people. It is expected. Yeah, yes. of course it's expected, but Lord, celebrate it, my man. Yes, so we can expect it and we can celebrate it. So we want to thank Dr. Jaja for spending time with us today. And of course, for those of you who want to join this free conference, it's all online, the Jamaica Customer Service Association in celebrating their 20 years is going to share their digital service excellence conference this conference is free and you can register for it on hopin that is h-o-p-i-n.com and when you go there you can just use the search j-a-c-s-a so look for it look for the conference i'm going to post it on my social media so on facebook linkedin and instagram I'm going to post that registration link so that you can attend this awesome conference for free. So Dr. Jaja, before we leave, any parting words for us? Yes, man. We are all leaders in our own right. Absolutely. And uh, let us be leaders of value, valuing people 
and creating value for them. And this we do, whether it's in our homes, in our communities, in the school, in the churches, in our organizations. We do this by, as we climb our ladders of life, to hold ladders firmly for others so that they can confidently climb. And as they are climbing and they want to go further, you extend the ladders for them and then you help people to build ladders, give them the permission to build ladders so that we can have so many people climbing and extending ladders and achieving the great success that we want for our people in our country. Thank you so much, Maxine, for the opportunity to share with you. Trinidad is one of my favorite countries. You know, it's my home away from home. So all my Trini friends and sisters and brothers who know me from long, 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 long time. No more. <laughs> great. Thank you. you so much. And my intention with this program is to fuel your leadership spark so that together we can bring real change to the systems that we live, work, and play within. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in every Wednesday at approximately 6.35 p.m. for Leadership Unlearned with your host, Maxine Atong, as she invites you to suspend all that you believe and know about leadership. We challenge you to take this unlearning journey with us as we reframe leadership for our reality and to serve our vision as Caribbean people. For more information, follow Maxine Atong on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Maxine Atong or call 724-7642.